but lovely to see you. We are going through the Christian disciplines right now, and we're entering one of them today and next week. We're going to have another two-parter that is not talked about nearly as often as it should be, but I think I know why. And the words meditation. I remember when I was just um, uh, a boy, and we didn't get much in a way of um, listening to the news or we had no entertainment uh, via the radio usually because my father was always pretty sure everything was a plot to mislead us down some primrose path to destruction. So it, we didn't know much about what was going on outside our home and our, our little circle. But the Beatles going to India and sitting at the feet of the Maharishi Yoga, that we heard about because they preached against it. We weren't sure what a yoga was, seriously. I kept thinking he stole picnic baskets in cartoons. <laughs> when I saw a picture of him, I was quite surprised. Uh, that's not anything I had seen in a national park. But this had gone, and then um, here come out some of the songs that the Beatles wrote when they were there. And my mother, whenever she would hear one on the radio, would turn it off, knowing that this was leading us down some dangerous way. It's all meditation. And I never heard a sermon on meditation in my life growing up. And yet the Bible tells you to meditate. So how are we going to do this? I'm not going to India to find the Maharishi. I don't know about you. How are we going to do this? Well, we're going to start with Psalm 1. Blessed is the man who, or the one, let it go, who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates, there's a word, on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatsoever they do prospers. Not so the wicked. They are like the chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in a judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. Hmm. One, notice the contrast. One is focused on nothing in particular. One is focused on the last call. Think of it this way. What if you were to try, do not do this, but what if you were to try to respond to every commercial positively? Oh, we have to get pizza now. And there's the detergent to wash when we drop the pizza on us. Oh, and then we have to go get... It would be insane. You couldn't pull it off. And yet we do respond to them eventually if we don't pay attention. Because it's the last voice in the room. The same with politics, the last voice in the room. Life, the last voice in the room. One is focused on nothing in particular. He sits here, he stands there, he walks over there. And Jesus would have warned him that lack of focus is very often an invitation to evil. In Matthew chapter 6, the eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. It's hard to translate this particular passage, and this is a fair translation. Those that try to go more accurately, literally, perhaps is a better word for that, um, tend to confuse people because Jesus says, if your eye is single, your whole body is full of light, but if your eye is many, your body, your, your body will be full of darkness. What's going on with that? It's, just, it's the same as this. We're trying to, to bring a Semitic concept 
into uh, 2019. What are you focused on? Are you focused on this? That's not focused, and that will lead you to danger. In fact, there's a phrase in the Bible, in the Old Testament, which is really interesting. One of the, my favorite things to do, uh, just, I don't, I don't exercise, hard to believe, I understand, but I don't, I don't do a lot of exercising at all, but I love to walk, and I, 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 I'll walk miles and enjoy the walk as a rule, and there's a phrase in the Old Testament that says they got up and took a walk, or went for a walk that always leads to danger and sin, because the phrasing there is an aimless, unfocused let me just walk around and see what I see, and I belong to whatever I see, and that's the danger. For example, King David, Bathsheba, just walking around unfocused. I tend, I don't go to the mall that often, but I always get behind these people. And you want to, you want to pass them, and no, they're drifting over this way now. You want to pass, no, they're drifting over that way. And you're not allowed to body check them, uh, uh, apparently. So what are you supposed to do? They're, they're just not focused. I go into the mall in the style of a British commando. Get in, do your job, get out. But that's evidently not everybody. Um, one man in, or one person, and the word really is generic there, in Psalm 1 uh, is focused. He's focused on the word of God and he will be successful because God watches over him. His mind is not like the mind of a person who has the remote control in her hand, the new larger package from cable, and doesn't want to miss anything. Have you ever gone into those homes? It's like you're in a strobe of environment. It's just like, oh, I, oh ah. and you don't know, but they're, they're, they've never watched a show in their life. This thumb's massive. They, they are unfocused. They can't focus on one thing. One listens to anything in Psalm 1. The other meditates. Psalm 1 and verse 2 meditates. Well, what does meditate mean? Well, there are two Hebrew words for meditate, and they really work along. They track very well together. One means to utter softly, to consider, to ponder. Just hold on to that for a bit. The other means to spend time with a thought to diligently give yourself to one thought. Look at that one thing. Or murmur, literally, to murmur. Now, this is in a good way. God has, read the Bible, and you'll find he does not care much for complainers and the murmurers. But this murmur means to say one thought, one image, one idea. And it means to meditate. In contrast to what the Beatles were doing, and anybody who does Eastern religion, Eastern religion uh, meditation is to empty yourself of all thought. Biblical meditation is to fill yourself with one. One. That's it. You have to be able to focus on this. And believe it or not, Eastern meditation does help you learn how to focus. And there's some medical science behind it that says it makes you healthier because it calms you down. Because most of our life, we are spent uncalm responding to the stimuli around us. Boss, job, email, uh, text, Snapchat, whatever it is, 
we tend to respond. We spend our life in response rather than focus. And it makes it hard for us to really fill ourselves with God that way. But if we learn how to do this, we can get the world's voice out of our head. Think about how cool that would be to be a person that makes their own decisions, to be a person who works, makes a, you know, plans their work and works their plan, to be a person that's not knocked off by someone else. You know, there's a, I've even seen a, a sign in some businesses that says, your lack of preparation is not my crisis. And it was just another way of saying, if you, you, know, you don't need me to respond to you, you need to focus. I have one grandson, I will not name which one, who, his mind is brilliant. They're all brilliant, frankly, and perfect. I'm really sorry about yours. But mine uh, will rule and lead the world. Um, and it'll be a benevolent dictatorship. You'll enjoy it. Um, the, the one I'm talking about, however, his mind goes so fast and goes so everywhere. He walks into stuff and in the path of people. And it seems like all the time the, he, I'm, I'm around him, I'll say, focus, focus, focus. And I've started with him on situational awareness, just stopping and saying, where are you? And he'll just look at me and go, huh. There is this, and I'm going, no, no, where are you? The other day, no, no, <laughs> focus. And, uh, and, and it's all right, I'm being nice to him, he likes me, I know he gets to pick my nursing home, so I'm being good. <laughs> but we have to learn how to focus on one idea at a time, and let's finish this. It refocuses us on what's real, what's important. What's eternal? It directs our steps through the day. Paul, in fact, tries to give us a leash law for the mind in, in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, here's, here are our guidelines. Here's our leash law. Don't go beyond these. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, Think about such things. Well, thank you very much, Paul, for killing the internet. But there it is. Focus here. How many shows could we not watch if we obeyed that? How many conversations could we not start, much less engage and join, if we believed in this? How many rants could we just give a mess to? Now, when you think about these things, it can be, and sometimes should be, a quiet mental discipline. But Christianity also has an active discipline of meditation, focusing on one aspect of Scripture. They have various terms for it now, and, and our young people have actually led the way in this to, to give them their due. Uh, the millennials have reminded the older among us of the need to focus. And so we, we do guided meditation in Scripture. You'll find out what that means today and tomorrow, uh, next week, Lord willing. Also, they talk to us about Lectio Divina, where we focus on one Scripture over and over and over again. They are also the ones that brought a form of worship which is the only successful form I know of in the countries which are actively anti-Christian, not here talking about where it's illegal or where you are grossly persecuted, such as in, you know, let's say, Saudi Arabia or the like. We're talking about here 
Australia. We're talking about Canada. We're talking about much of the U.S. where religion is looked upon as just not that important. There's a form of worship called Taize, T-A-I-Z-E, that millennials brought to us. And if you, you can go to YouTube and, and see some. And at first you might think, is this Catholic? No, what it is, is reverent focus. Focus. Sometimes we miss focus. The practice of meditation has fallen off the radar of most Christians in the Western world due to our, our insistence on we have to do logic and we have to do rules and structure. Instead of sitting quietly with God, it requires time and that's in short supply. Do any of you go through your day going, I got a lot of extra time all the time. No, I guarantee you anybody here who has small children doesn't say that. Young mothers, um, well, old mothers for all that matter, that have children in the house are my heroes. I don't know how you do this without making the news. I, it is just amazing to me. I find you paragons of strength and also of uh, meditation and focus because you have to be focused. My daughters and son-in-law are going out of town here in a week or so for a few days and they've asked us to look after the boys and we went, okay. Um, however, my daughter is one of those super, just she's good at this and she was saying, now, if you want to stay at our house, we'll have the meals all planned out, they'll be over here and this, and I'm going, I don't know if I could survive that. It is so well, she has, she, I'm not kidding, she has notebooks that when you come, we'll turn to this section, you are responsible for the next six pages. I don't know where she got that. Uh, that, uh, that, that didn't come for me. That, um, that had to be somewhere else. I, 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 I cannot organize two pencils in an empty drawer. So this is amazing. Time. And then instant culture. This is all the same, really. It, it runs against the instant culture mindset. I've often described my father back when he was well as a man that would stand in front of a microwave going, come on, because he was. You and I need to pull back and say, I don't have to join in. I don't have to play. Next one. Meditation runs against the consumer mindset. You don't consume much when you meditate. You take bites. Now I'm going to say something which some of you are not going to understand even though I'm going to try to explain it. Not because you're stupid, but because you're going to hear the first thing I say and not the next bits, okay? So I'm going on the record. Here we are. Reading through the Bible every year is a good thing, but it's also not a good thing. Here's why. You have time structured to read the whole thing in a year. I'd pull back a bit. Why don't you read the Gospels for a year? I'd even prefer it if you picked one and read that one for a year. And then go to Dr. Lemons or one of the shepherds and say, pick, I'm making up a number. This is, there's no holiness to this number. 20 Psalms that I should focus on for the next year. And then go get another Gospel. By the time you've grown up in the faith, you will know your scripture, the story, and the voice of God. Because you spent time with it. A friend of mine went to a retreat at a monastery, and he was frustrated. He wrote an article about this years ago, because they put you, and they call it a cell. It's just a room, but they call it a cell, and there's no electronics in there, and there's no light. You got a candle, and you've got a Bible, but you are assigned a passage, 
and he was assigned three verses in Mark. They weren't even exciting verses. He was bored within 10 minutes. He had three days to go. You go and do your prayers, come back. This is the only portion of scripture you're to read. It was on day three that he began to get all kinds of insights from the three verses he had never seen there before. After he had spent time intentionally focusing, he finally got it. Some of you are thinking, I don't want to do that. That's exactly the point. Then why don't you know God better? Why doesn't the voice of God resonate in your life? Why doesn't he move you forward into greater and greater things? Because you've not spent any time with him. Take one proverb. Just one. One verse or one story and stick on it until it is a part of who you are. For example, the book of Ruth. A very simple story, linear story. No flashbacks, no surprise characters. So it's a, it's a great story. Don't focus on the book of Ruth. Walk with Ruth and Naomi as they come back to Israel. Just walk with them for a few days. Seriously, don't, don't be reading anything else uh, you have to read for your work. I know, you, you know what I'm talking about in Scripture. Um, focus on what would that discussion have been like? She's a Moabite. She's a Jew, a Hebrew, who has been so scarred by her life experiences that when she gets to the village, we already know this, a little foreshadowing here, that when she gets there, people are going to look at her and say, what happened to you? And she's going to say, God did this to me. Why are they walking this direction? What are the discussions? What would they be? Th spend time there. Or spend time on the threshing floor with Boaz as he notices a Moabite and how he reacts. Think about that for a few days. You get the point. Murmur this. Repeat it over and over and over. Be patient with this because this is where we fail. We read it, we got it, for example. A couple of years ago, I asked you to write in your own handwriting. It doesn't matter if you can't read it after either. In your own handwriting, every day, 1 Corinthians 13. But instead of love, or with the King James Version, charity, put your name. Patrick bears all things and believes all things and hopes all things. Now, it doesn't matter if it's true or not. Write it. And I said, do that for a month. Almost everybody I talked to later didn't do it but they said we knew what you're going for that's what we do and that's how we miss it no the value is in the doing the value is in the focus the value is in the repetition allow God to speak to you through the passage visualize it now some of you are not visual people and I get that we have other forms of, of thinking. Visual is the most common. Uh, I'm not going to give you any numbers because I've seen several numbers for that and I'm not sure I trust any of them. But vision, whenever I say a seagull, most of you can envision a seagull. A few of you will hear one. A couple will look for one because they just woke up. That's, we're going to leave them to the side. Do not disturb them. Perhaps sleep is what they need. Envision. Place yourself in a story. Is it sunny? Is it windy? What time of day is it? If you're thinking, well, I don't know, it doesn't say. Imagine. 
live in the story. What expressions are you seeing around on the faces? Remember back when we did the Sermon on the Mount and I said, if you were to look around at the faces, they wouldn't be going or taking notes, journaling. Well, I heard a really good idea today. No, they'd be going. Looking at each other. How? And a few of them would be walking away. Always interesting. Whenever you go to preacher gatherings, which don't go. But um, if you're ever trapped into one, uh, sometimes they'll say, have you guys had any responses this month? And I'm thinking, I know what they mean. They mean how many people are baptized. But I'm thinking, a few. <laughs> couple slammed the door. One threw something. Tell me when I get to the one you're looking for. We can, you look around the faces. Not everybody's happy with what Jesus is doing. What, which group would you be in? It's amazing if you take time to do this. Ask God to help you be focused. Now, here's the thing. Some people say, I try, but then I think of other things. And I tell myself not to. Don't do that. Don't do that. All right. For example, right now, do not think of a seagull. Ah, there you go. Don't. If you are, some people are wondering, why does he talk about seagulls? Um, they're beautiful birds. Get over it. God is, get, they, they are ocean pigeons. Uh, they're ocean pigeons. They're for our delight. Now, and, and peaceful pigeons are doves. They're all the same bird people. Anyway, um, there's different, I know, the different family lines. Move along, move along. Don't focus on the seagull. If you are praying and you think of a seagull, you don't think, oh, I blew it. You say, God, I just thought of a seagull. What I'm going to ask you to do is help remove this while I focus on this. And can you help me focus? You acknowledge what you saw. You acknowledge the stray thought. You tell God about it and you get back to work. And they will get less and less. They will get fewer and fewer. Don't try to act like they're not there. Just take it to God. Acknowledge it. Move on. And don't assume you know everything there is to know about a passage. Alexander Campbell Studied it years and years, hours and hours rather, all the years of his life. And always found something he had missed. Charles Hodge, great theologian, said every time he reads the Bible, there's something, that, something in there that wasn't there yesterday. You can only do that if you're not speed reading. I got to do three chapters today. No, I got to get one thought today. That's all. Be humble. Place yourself in the presence of God. Be active in the meditation. This is not a self-improvement, self-help, it's all about you seminar. Meditation is to get you ready to learn and ready to act because you are learning how to be in the presence of God and God will help you act. This is how you can get started. And next week we'll do more. Before you leave your home or begin answering emails or making calls or whatever you need to do, place yourself in the presence of God. Just say, God, I am in your presence. And then be quiet. If you need or want signals and signs for this, that's fine. There are people that have a little cross by their bed or they'll have um, a little placard, a little saying on their bathroom mirror or, or something. I had a cross in my wallet for the longest time. Lost it. Somebody else has a cross now. Uh, I, there were times I carried a large coin, a British penny. They're small now, but they used to be massive. In my pocket. 
Now, there was no way to spend it, nothing to spend it on. They didn't even use it as currency anymore. But for a couple of years, every time I reached in my pocket, it reminded me of what my thought was supposed to be that day. It was my recentering. Do something. People have used red dot stickers. They've used all kinds of things. Candles, a place in your home. War room. Remember that movie uh, a couple of years back? A prayer closet. Find a trigger that helps you remember to focus. In the presence of God, do not ask for anything. Just put yourself there. Be quiet for a time. I'm not going to tell you how long. Because there's no, there's, there's no time. That's up to you and God. And then ask God to direct your paths. Say, God, I would like for you to win in my life today. I would like the right side to be proud of me today when evening falls. Pray. Focus on one thought. Many of you can pray on many, many thoughts, and I I'm, I'm just find you wonderful. But use scripture if you're like me and you need to focus. Or use a prayer book. Buy one of the prayer books of our liturgical brothers and sisters. That sounded wrong. Our brothers and sisters that use liturgical worship. They have amazing prayers. You can, you can get focus. And I need the focus. So I'll go. And sometimes I need it in really old-fashioned language. So I'll go get it out of the Scottish prayer book of 1880. Just so I can focus. And hear a voice unlike the others. Pray. Read a psalm. Think of it, one of the fruits of the Spirit. Ask God to put you in his story that day. Don't invite God into your story. Ask to walk in his that day. And look for the story plot lines as you walk, as you think. Today, ask him to allow you to be an answer to prayer. His prayer that his will be done on earth, and others' prayer when they pray for help. Let you be the answer to that prayer. So you watch for them. You watch for them. You meditate. You focus. Mark, would you bring the rest of the team on up, please? Would you please stand? The question is very simple. What is filling you? Is it the world? Is it media? Is it worry? Is, is it um, a vice? Perhaps an alcohol, a drug, or work? What is it? The scripture says, as a man thinketh, so is he. Or in other words, you are what you think. Referring back to Psalm 1, if you meditate on God's law, you move and act and speak differently than the rest of the world. To whom are you listening? What fills you? Be still in his presence and be filled with him.